Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 279 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about point guard Damian Lillard being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks all summer and NBA offseason long. After the moment Dame Lillard requested a trade from the Portland Trailblazers, everyone thought the star guard would end up as a member of the Miami Heat. Instead, he ends up going to the Milwaukee Bucks in a freeway trade. The Bucks get Lillard. The Trailblazers end up with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Hayton, Tumani Kamara, and two first-round pick swaps with the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Phoenix Suns end up with Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Lillard is the Trailblazers franchise leader in points with 19,376 points per game with 25.2 and 3-point field goals. And Lillard was a 7-time All-Star, 1-time All-NBA first team, 4-time second team, 2-time third team, and was the Rookie of the Year in 2013. This trade to me feels very reminiscent of when the Trailblazers traded star guard Clyde Drexler to the Houston Rockets back in 1995. Lillard, like Drexler, had the feeling of someone who would spend their entire career as a member of the Portland Trailblazers. Lillard, also like Drexler, is being moved to a team that has already won a title and is playing with a big man in Giannis who has won an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. For Drexler, he was playing with Akeem Olajuwon. The last comparison I'll make is Lillard, like Drexler, was arguably the second best player at his position. The problem is the best of the time was a generational talent. For Drexler, he was always number two and in competition with Michael Jordan. But of course, he's not close, and it feels that same way with Dame Lillard. He's been playing in the era of Steph Curry. Lillard even had his own mini version of Klay Thompson with C.J. McCollum, but the duo never made it past the conference finals. I want to now talk about this trade from the perspective of the three teams involved. Let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks needed to make a move to please Giannis Antetokounmpo and want to make him stay there long term. This is a move that makes them near the top of the East. To go along with Giannis and Lillard, they still have Chris Middleton, who at this point should be a third option. He can no longer be the number two option. Now, with this trade, they do lose Drew Holiday, who I love. He is a difference maker. He is a great two-way basketball player. That's a loss, but like I said, things needed to change for the Milwaukee Bucks. That loss to the Miami Heat in the postseason was embarrassing. I'm really interested to see how Lillard is going to fit being the number two scoring option on a team. I think we all believe that if he went to the Miami Heat, yes, Jimmy Butler would be the best player on that team, but Dame Lillard would be the number one scoring option. Now he has to defer to Giannis on to Decumpo. The positive viewpoint to look at this trade is the Milwaukee Bucks now have a clear closer in the fourth quarter. As great as Giannis is, and he's an MVP talent, he's not the best fourth quarter player I've ever seen because he has an inconsistent jump.
jump shot. Dame Lillard does not have that problem. He's Dame time. He is clutch. Now, he hasn't been to the NBA Finals. He hasn't won it, but he is a clutch player, and he knows what to do in crunch time, and that is something that Giannis struggles with. So I think that's the best part of this trade. It's the other three quarters that I'm kind of worried about. Like, how is Dame Lillard going to feel if he's not a 30-point scorer this season? Because I don't think you're going to have two 30-point scores on the Milwaukee Bucks. I think Dame Lillard could still average 24 to 25, but he's not going to be the same volume scorer he's been in the past. Will he be okay with that? I think he will be because he'll be on a team that is winning. It's great on paper, but I still need to see it to believe it. That's how I feel about when any two star players come together. You need to see if they are a great fit. We all thought that Durant, Harden, and Irving were going to take over the league. That didn't happen. Kyrie Irving last season played with Luka Doncic. That wasn't as magical as we all thought it was going to be. They're still teammates. They might get it together, but early on, I could see some struggles for Giannis, Dame, and the Bucks. And it's fair to bring this up, and I know many have, but this wasn't Dame Lillard's number one choice. He wanted to be a member of the Miami Heat. Will that be something that bothers him all season long in his entire tenure with the Milwaukee Bucks that he wanted to join the team that eliminated them in the postseason the year before? Like Dame Lillard clearly wanted to be a member of the Heat. Now he's a member of the Bucks. How does he really feel about that? Nobody knows. I've heard that this was his second option. That's great. I hope it works out for him, but how does he feel about not going to his number one option? This is a move the Bucks had to make, but there is a lot of pressure in this move. This situation needs to work out if Giannis is going to end up a long-term member of the Milwaukee Bucks, because if this doesn't work out, you could get stuck with Dame Lillard, and Giannis could be out the door. Like This needs to make them instant title contending team and Dame Lillard as great as he is has never had this kind of pressure on him before he's been on the Portland Trailblazers a team who sometimes make the postseason but there's never been championship expectations he has now got that how is he going to react to that that is something I'm going to be interested to see. I think he's a premier performer. I think he's going to produce, but it's obviously a wait-and-see type of thing. Let's move on to the Portland Trailblazers. They are getting bashed online for not getting enough. They did get DeAndre Ayton, who helped the Suns get to the finals a few years ago, and I get it. He's not a great player. He was the number one overall pick. He's been really good in the NBA, but let's face it. The NBA is no longer about dominant big men and that's why the Phoenix Suns got rid of him and that's why they're left with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal and Klay Thompson because those free perimeter players have way more of an impact on modern basketball than a big man like DeAndre Ayton. The Blazers are in full rebuild mode. They have a first round pick in Scoot Henderson. They also acquire Drew Holiday who they will most likely deal in another big trade. I know everyone wants Drew Holiday. I'm a fan of the Boston Celtics. I want Drew Holiday on my basketball team because like I said earlier, he is a great two-way player. He is really good in crunch time down the stretch offensively. He's a good decision maker. 
He's the perfect kind of point guard. Like, that's the type of guy you want to be your point guard. And it sounds like the Blazers might get two first-round draft picks for him. What was the best situation for the Portland Trailblazers? Now, I agree with a lot of people that they should have moved him to the Miami Heat because I think the best player that they could have ended up with was Tyler Hero. I'm a big Tyler Hero fan. I believe he's a starter in this league. I believe he could be a 25 points per game score. He's been clutch against my Boston Celtics in the playoffs. He was injured last season. I think if he were healthy, that he might have had a better chance of beating the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. And this isn't a diss to DeAndre Ayton, but I think Tyler Hero is a far better basketball player and can be a true star player in the future. I'm big on him. He's a guy who's won sixth man of the year. He helped the Miami Heat make it to the NBA Finals in the bubble. Why that wasn't enough for the Portland Trailblazers, I have no idea. It kind of feels like the Portland Trailblazers just didn't want to give in to Dame Lillard and give him what they want. And I think that could end up being a foolish decision. DeAndre Ayton has a max contract. I mean, that is a lot of money and Tyler Hero was given a lot of money. But I believe in Tyler Hero way more right now than I believe in DeAndre And also a guard can have a way bigger impact in today's NBA than a big man. I just don't understand why the Trailblazers wouldn't move Lillard to the Miami Heat if they were offering Tyler Hero. I think that's a far better package than what they got for Lillard from the Bucks. There's this weird thing that's happening where a lot of people and a lot of pundits are celebrating the fact that the Trailblazers stood their ground and didn't give Dame Lillard what he wanted. I get it. The NBA is clearly controlled by the players now. Kevin Durant requests a trade. He immediately goes to the place he wanted to go with the Phoenix Suns. It's the same with LeBron. If LeBron wanted out of LA, he'd be able to go to wherever he wants. And now it seems like teams are fighting against that. James Harden wants out of Philadelphia, and the Philadelphia 76ers are not giving the star guard what he wants. And that's kind of what happened with the Portland Trailblazers. They they obviously moved Dame Lillard, but they didn't put him in the situation he wanted to be. But I push against that a little bit. I mean, this is a team that should have done a lot more to put together a competitive team around Dame Lillard. Like, they did not invest their money right around Lillard. I think the moment they got rid of CJ McCollum, it should have been Dame Lillard's gone too. They never should have moved on from McCollum if they wanted to keep Dame Lillard. It's also a team who moved on from a really good head coach in Terry Stotts and brought in Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups, great basketball player, really good TV analyst, not a good coach in today's NBA. It wasn't working at all and he's still there, and Dame Lillard is gone. That should leave a bad feeling if you're a fan of the Portland Trailblazers. They did not do enough to keep Lillard happy and wanting to end his career as a member of the Portland Trailblazers. I just don't understand the whole you-showed-him-attitude I'm seeing from a lot of people when it comes to this trade. I get it. You don't want to give NBA players 
all of the power. But Dame Lillard deserves to go to a winning situation. And let's be honest, they did do right by Dame Lillard. They sent him to Milwaukee, a team with an all-time great player and a chance to win an NBA title. That's the situation that Dame Lillard should be in. But at the same time, I also feel like they could have figured something out with the Miami Heat, especially if the Heat were truly offering Tyler Hero. That should have been enough to get a deal done with the Heat. The days of players spending their entire careers with one team seems over. I mean, yeah, just recently we had guys like Kobe spend his entire career with the Lakers. Dirk spend his entire career with the Dallas Mavericks. But in that same time period, you also had Paul Pierce move on from the Boston Celtics. Dwayne Wade move on from the Miami Heat. Westbrook move on from the Thunder. I mean, these relationships just don't last forever anymore, and it's because of the money, and it's because of the competitive nature of basketball. I mean, Dame Lillard was probably sick and tired of being on a bad basketball team. The Portland Trailblazers are a smaller market. He had loyalty to it, but at the end of the day, he's one of the most clutch players in the game, and he wants to be playing postseason basketball. This reminds me of when Kevin Garnett got traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves to the Boston Celtics. At some point, enough is enough. Garnett led the T-Wolves all the way to the conference finals in 2004, but in his later seasons with the team, they weren't doing enough to put together a competitive product. This is an obvious statement I'm about to make, but you can no longer have an NBA team that only has one star player. It's just not enough. I mean, we are in the era of the super team. We are in the era of the big freeze. I mean, Dame Lillard had to go up against Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD. The Warriors were stacked. There are other great duos in the Western Conference. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, the list goes on and on. And the Trailblazers have some good players, but not great ones. Like, I really like Jeremy Grant, but I like Jeremy Grant when he was a role player on the Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's when I liked him best. The minute that guy got a max contract by the Trailblazers, I was out on him. He is not that kind of player. He's not the type of guy who you can say, this could be your number two option to Dame Lillard. He's not that good. Not only is Lillard playing now with Giannis Antetokounmpo, a league MVP, he's also playing with really good players. Bob Bobby Portis is one of the best sixth men in the entire NBA. Brooke Lopez has become the NBA's most underrated big men. I mean, these are guys who are as good as any teammate that Dame Lillard has had in the last three seasons. And I know Lillard has played with a really good young player these last few years, Anthony Simons, who's a really good player, but he's not at that point yet to be the number two option to a guy like Dame Lillard. Lillard deserves to be in a winning situation and now he's in one with the Milwaukee Bucks. One has to wonder what the future relationship will be for Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Will he be a guy who goes back to that organization at some point in his life or will he have real animosity towards them for not sending him to the Miami Heat? I've read the Chris Haynes report from Bleacher Report about what went down between Lillard and the 
Trailblazers. And at one point, Haynes reports that Lillard asked to stay with the Trailblazers, and the Blazers said it's too late. That's the kind of thing that's obviously going to fracture that relationship. But is it a short-term fracturing, or is this a relationship that's going to be able to recover from something like this? And I think there's a few factors in this. What kind of success does Dame Lillard have with the Milwaukee Bucks? If he becomes an NBA champion, then he's going to feel great about everything. But if things don't work out for him in Milwaukee, I wonder what that will do to his feelings towards the Trailblazers as an organization. I know he loves Portland. I know he loves the fan base. But this is about how he feels about that organization. And do the Trailblazers really want, arguably their best player in franchise history to not like them. That's a rough place to be. I mean, think about it. I mentioned Kevin Garnett. He doesn't really seem to have a relationship with the Minnesota Timberwolves. All he talks about is his second NBA team, the the Boston Celtics. You don't want that to be Dame Lillard with the Bucks if you're the Portland Trailblazers. That's a bad place to be. Clyde Drexler still talks about his time with the Blazers. That's what you want. You want Dame Lillard to still be remembered as an all-time great member of the Portland Trailblazers, and you want him to have happy feelings towards your organization. This is truly one of the most shocking trades in NBA history, and I think the thing that most people are shocked by, in especially in today's NBA, that a star player didn't get absolutely everything he wanted. If you believe everything, which I do, Dame Lillard clearly wanted to be a member of the Miami Heat, to play with Jimmy Butler, to play with Bam Adebayo, to be coached by Eric Spolstra. I believe, obviously, that's a better situation than the Milwaukee Bucks right now. The Milwaukee Bucks right now have a rookie head coach. As good as a basketball team can be, you don't want to be coached by a rookie because rookies can really mess things up. Remember the Brooklyn Nets. They had Durant. They had Harden. They had Irving. They also had Steve Nash as their head coach. Steve Nash, great basketball player, wasn't a good head coach. I don't know how good the coach for the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be. His name is Adrian Griffin, and he's replacing Mike Boonholzer, who was one of the best coaches in the league and won an NBA title with Giannis. Now, if Dame Lillard was being coached by Mike Boonholzer, I would feel better about this situation. I don't know what to make of a rookie head coach now being in charge of Giannis and Dame Lillard. I mean, he has to get that relationship to work out, and I think that's when things don't work out for rookie head coaches, when there's all that pressure to get star players to play together. If it's not working out, he doesn't really have the cachet to fix things. Do you know why I don't feel the same way about the Phoenix Suns, why I think it's going to work out with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker? Because they are being coached by Frank Vogel, a man who has won an NBA title with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He has the experience. He's won an NBA championship. He's an experienced head coach. He knows how to deal with huge expectations. Now, all of a sudden, there are massive expectations with the Milwaukee Bucks to come out of the East, and they have a rookie head coach in Adrian Griffin. There is real pressure on this guy to get the job done, because Giannis is 
season win-now mode, and the franchise wants him to remain there for the rest of his career, clearly, and Dame Lillard is in his 30s and has not won a title. I'll end the podcast on this. I do believe at the end of the day it's going to work out for the Milwaukee Bucks. Is it going to end up with them winning the title? I don't know about that. Dame Lillard just hasn't been there yet. He's been to the Western Conference Finals. It didn't work out. They didn't win, but he's a really good player. He's a good crunch time player or a great one, if you will, and I think him and Giannis are going to work it out because they're too good of basketball players not to, and they seem to be guys who can be egoless in the moment, but how is Dame Lillard going to feel if he's not the number one scoring option because he's never not been the number one scoring option, and that's going to be a big adjustment. This is Giannis's team. How is Dame Lillard going to feel about that? Of course, I'm interested to see how it all works out. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe.